0: everyone and welcome to what would my shrink say a podcast where you get inside the heads of a couple psychologists and see life through their eyes you'll never be the same howdy Todd how's it going peachy just peachy
1: glad to hear it Mm mm-hmm
0: except my cables are all messed up and
1: yeah well when you don't take care of them
0: I know I know (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> when your friend just shoves them under the desk and resets it and kicks them, off. I literally just <laughs> kick them out of the
0: way because so I don't want to deal with it. Yeah. Um. Well, I can't think of a good transition into the topic of resentment, so I'm just going to yeah, go ahead and break it up. <laughs>
1: well, yeah. Normal conversations just don't flow right into a resentment discussion. I mean, I think it's
0: sort of in the nature of resentment that you kind of sweep it under the rug. Mm-hmm. There's a sweeping under the rug dynamic that's go. pretty fundamental. Is to this resentment. your transition? I, I think you're working on it.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty soon you'll just erupt in a ball of anger.
0: Does this come up a lot for you with your clients? Resentment? Oh yeah,
1: yeah, definitely. Resentment is is something that gets brought up a lot. I mean, a lot of a lot of people who come to therapy, I think, in one way or another, have a relationship that's a little out of whack. Um, and and to me, those tend to be the areas where resentment builds. So relate
0: primary. A lot of relationships, relationships.
1: Kind of, yeah. whether it's a significant other, a friend, a coworker, a boss, a you know, there's something going on that, that is is contributing to that mm-hmm. resentment.
0: Okay, so how would you how would you define what is resentment? Especially, it's you know it generally kind of falls in the category of anger, frustration. Or, you know if you sort of emotionally, it's kind of in that family. Um, but what what is resentment exactly?
1: I I think that's, that's it. It's, it's a, it's a, it's a type of anger. It seems to be definitely kind of closely related to anger. Um, And I see resentment build a lot where needs aren't being met or where there's a perception of inequality or imbalance. That's, that's pretty significant. Mm -hmm. And you'll often see that kind of resentful kind of anger start building in those situations. So um,
0: yeah. And it's got that characteristic of you, you can't, you can't just have resentment all of a sudden it's something that builds over time. Mm-hmm. It's a chronic thing. Yeah, it seems right? to be
1: much more chronic it, related than than, a, than a kind of a momentary, you know, experience of resentment. It seems to be much more chronic, long term. Yeah, like yeah. when
0: I think of resentment, I think of, you know, someone um, does something. Like I, I, I had a client recently who was um, talking about her husband, and <laughs> she was using this as an example in, in kind of a joking way, but you could kind of tell. She wasn't totally joking, like it did kind of bother you Passive-aggressive yeah. comment or something. Well, and you, you can see her dilemma, because it's, on, on the one hand, it's not like a major thing. He was leaving his clothes on the ground instead of throwing him in the hamper or whatever. Mm-hmm. he just get changed and kind of like leave his shoes, like not put away and like, st- I don't know, we all do stuff like that. Right. Um, and so she was using it as an example of something silly that kind of like annoys her. Mm-hmm. But you could tell it bothered her more than she was letting on. right? You know? It's maybe and too it, easy to find that one. Yeah. Yeah. But it wasn't just that one day he didn't put you know, his towel back on the rack. Right. It was that this is a pattern. It yeah, if happening. it was
1: one day, it would be frustration or anger maybe. Yeah. But it wouldn't be or resentment annoyance. probably. Yeah, you know? and,
0: and the other ingredient I think that comes in is usually, not always, but usually there's some attempt at getting the person to do something differently or expressing um, that you would like oh, things to be done differently. That like, th- th-
1: they're m- maybe... Um... There, there is a. Uh, um, there have been times when you've tried to address this, and it hasn't yeah. been addressed. Like, or hey, been dummy! Resolved. I've told you before. Yeah. Stop leaving your <laughs> towel on the and, floor. And that's the long-term nature of it. Whether it's whether it's continuing because you haven't developed a, a resolution with that person or not, or whether it's um, ignored resolutions, maybe or whatever it is. Yeah, mm-hmm. it, it, it tends to require that that prolonged kind of yep. occurrence and, and behavior. Yeah,
0: and I think it's also. It's not a coincidence that it it comes up in these a lot of these these areas that superficially seem trivial or small, stuff like leaving your towel on the floor instead of hanging mm-hmm. it up, right mm-hmm. I think a lot of resentments originate in really small things precisely because they're so small, like they're so small we don't really take them seriously. Well and like, I,
1: I, but I would question that so so for example, this one. Um, there's probably a, um, an underlying perception that your client has about the, their spouse leaving their towel or clothes all over the place that's maintaining that resentment building. Right. So it's not just about the towel, it's about maybe a perception that he doesn't care about yeah. you enough doesn't to listen, he doesn't, And yeah. so that there's the imbalance. It's like, oh and, and 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 that's an important part of I think resentment is that perception.
0: Right. But early on for her it was there was this thought of like, Oh, it's just a little thing, it's not that big a deal. Sure. Right. It's not right. worth it's not worth having some big discussion about. Right. Right. And I think that's a really dangerous trap. I mean, I know I've fallen into that. I've fallen into that in therapy with my clients. Yeah, I'll, I'll make the judgment of like, well, that's just a little offhanded thing they, they mentioned. It's probably not worth like going after. Mm-hmm. And then turns out like that's actually a, uh, ends up being a pretty big thing. A bigger deal, um, yeah. So I think it, these things that seem small or superficial can actually, like, they can snowball quickly.
1: Yeah, and, you know, I have clients that do that as well, and and, and what you see is a lot of rationalizing um, in the beginning. You know, oh, the towel's not a big deal, and, and probably at the heart of it, she realized this is frustrating. And, and maybe the second, third time, while she's still rationalizing, you know, for her to be more mindful of, wow, this is really starting to irritate me, maybe I don't overlook this anymore. I mean, a lot of people have that problem where um they they do tend to rationalize a situation too far. And they're not being genuine about how they feel about this situation and context or mm-hmm. whatever it is.
0: Which is part of the weird dynamics of resentment is that you're you're kind of like in my client's case, she was she was basically arguing for her husband. Mm-hmm. Like it's not a big deal, I can just do it, it's fine, like we all have our little quirks, all those little rationalizations. But she's also mad at him at the same time. Yeah. So like you're 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 playing tug of war with yourself. Which is not a fun game. <laughs> yeah. Like it gets a hold. Yeah, <laughs> real quick.
1: You know this is related to something that I call or I call it um growing resentment wholesale, <laughs> right? <laughs> Where let's see, let's say that this client is really frustrated with her husband, you know, leaving stuff all over the place, but mm-hmm. she's also cleaning it up too. Right. And that's what I call growing resentment wholesale. Like you are now contributing to the problem because you're going to pick that stuff up oh. and also be really upset yeah. that you're having to do it too. Or that you're, you're telling yourself, I'm going to do this and I'm mad that I'm doing it too. Right. Um, and so now you're, you're in a pattern where you're actually contributing to the dynamic Yeah, and Um, that's,
0: that's important to kind of explain, like I have to put my behaviorist hat on and and, and kind of explain that like if there's this behavior you don't don't like and then you do something that actually is experienced positively by the person who's doing that unhelpful behavior, you're making it more likely that that behavior is going to, so think about it, like if I just throw my clothes on the ground and then magically the next day they're always like put away for me. Why wouldn't I keep throwing my clothes <laughs> on the what's, ground? What's there to make me change that <laughs> right. behavior? Yeah, right. Yeah, and of course the the response to that is well, they should just know. He should just know.
1: I don't like that. Or he yeah. should. Yeah. Well, in the the self talk because I will have clients that'll do something similar. Well, to take to continue using this the example, they the, the 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 spouse might say, well, you know, in order to really help him motivate him to pick this stuff up, I'm gonna you know, make dinner special tonight. I'm gonna do all these things to to show him, you know, that all, that we need to work together to do this and that I love him and blah blah blah. And when that doesn't work, now we've just really blown wait, up wait, the wait, resentment. Wait.
0: The idea is that if I make a really special dinner and go out of my way to be loving and affectionate and helpful, well, then all of a sudden He's going to see the error of his ways well, and start. Let,
1: let, me, let me put this in a context <laughs> where it'll make more sense. I, I I had a couple one time, and and um the libido didn't match um husband to wife, right? And the husband kept thinking, "Wow, if I take care of all the whole household stuff, I'll I'm sorry. The wait, wait,
0: wait, hold on. What for our non-technical audience? Oh, sorry. Libido. Uh
1: their their sexual drives were mismatched. Yeah. Um husband required a lot more or, or or wanted a lot more sex than the wife. And in this situation, the husband would say. I'm going to handle the laundry, I'm going to cook dinner, I'm going to do all the dishes so that she doesn't have to work because one of the reasons she says she doesn't want to have sex sometimes is because she's tired and mm. she's worn out. So I'm going to do all these things so that it'll it'll mm-hmm. lay the, the groundwork for a better intimate night. Right. The problem is when that didn't work, he also used all those things that he was doing as fuel for his resentment look at what i'm doing for her mm-hmm. and she won't do this and it's like well, wait a minute you didn't exactly tell her that that's what you were doing mm-hmm. you just constructed this elaborate kind of um you know effort but it didn't translate into what you want and now you're going to use that effort to also damn her and her behavior so it, it's a really weird way we can start handling resentment by trying to offset it somewhere else And when those efforts don't work, you're even more resentful.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And this, a common theme with resentment is there's a lot of storytelling going on internally between Mm -hmm. people. Um, But very a surprisingly little amount of actual plain speech about what people want and don't want.
1: Yeah, almost (laughs) direct communication is almost avoided, and there's these really weird passive aggressive or covert behaviors that start showing up, and it's really it can be really toxic at times. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So what's what's the deal with that? Like, why not just. Why not just be more direct and straightforward? And, why I mean, resort to passive aggressive?
1: Well, just like the the reasons why people, you know, harbor and build resentment. There's so many ways to do that. So many contexts where that can happen. I, I think people don't communicate for the same reasons. I mean, maybe they're afraid of conflict. Maybe conflict hasn't gone well in the past, and they just really don't want to engage on that level. Mm-hmm. Maybe they really feel like their partner should just know mm-hmm. what they need to do, and that they're explaining it is somehow um, belittling to them or just shouldn't be that way. You, you hear a lot of the shoulds come up in mm-hmm. these situations. But the things that maintain that kind of behavior, man, there's a lot of them.
0: So here's the biggest one I see, which is I, I've in most of the cases, people have tried to be direct. So like my client had tried to say, hey, she'd said on multiple occasions, hey, I," you know, like it would... I'd really appreciate it if you could re- try to remember more to pick up your towel and mm-hmm. put it away, you know, to mm-hmm. hang it up. Um, and it just didn't really seem to make a dent. Like, it, her husband just kept doing it. So, understand, if you keep trying something and you don't get, a, like, the result you want, you're going to stop eventually. Sure. So that, to me, makes sense. You, you've tried to be direct in your speech and communication, and nothing's changed. Yeah. Where I find people get into trouble, or what makes it really hard, is they are unwilling to take the next step which is enforcing consequences mm. for behavior right mm. we all like this fantasy where everybody's a rational adult and you just say what you want and then people do the right thing and everything works out right, right? unfortunately <laughs> we are not uh, all that rational most of the time right and a lot of times our behavior is governed more by pretty primitive consequences (laughs) rather than like rational ideals. Mm -hmm, So mm -hmm. that's all very abstract. What this means, like for my client, for instance, is there's no constant, like nothing bad happens if her husband leaves the towel on the floor again, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So we, you know, I asked her, well, like, okay, how could you start, what's a consequence you could actually set and enforce that might, you know, make a dent? Yeah. Um, And so she came up with the idea, eventually it took a while, (laughs) but she came up with the idea of, Well, I could just leave it there, but then she immediately thought, "Oh, it'll like it'll stay kind of mildewy, and well, then you know, like it'll be kind of gross when he goes to take a shower, and um, I don't know, like that's kind of." And so she didn't, yeah, because she didn't want him to experience the discomfort of having. She made a trade. Yeah, she made a trade-off, right? So her uh, kind of fear or unwillingness to allow her husband to experience this kind of discomfort.
1: Gross, mildew mildew towel.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then even behind that was the her kind of fear that he would get angry with her mm. for not picking up his towel.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> right, or for having an unpleasant <laughs> post-shower <Shower> experience. Yeah. <laughs> now I know in some, on some level, if you don't happen to have this particular problem with your spouse, it probably seems really silly. Mm-hmm. But I think all of us have some areas in our lives at least in our past where we've had equally seemingly trivial things that we've built up these big resentments over. Definitely. Right? And a lot of times it comes down to, I think, not being being afraid to set and enforce consequences.
1: Mhm. Yeah.
0: What do you think about that?
1: I completely agree. I think um I I usually kind of walk clients through a step process of analyzing their resentment and coming up with a plan, but that's one is is to really look at what am i doing to maintain this or what am i not doing that's maintaining this and and why am i doing that you know wh- what I, what am i getting out of that trade that i'm making that's maintaining this problem mm-hmm. so i think it's an essential component if you really want to handle resentment then you know really trying to figure out how your either your perception or your behavior or, or your attitude is maintaining that is a Big, huge step, because obviously right. you haven't been able to make the other person adapt to what you want, and so right. the only place to work is with what you're doing.
0: Well, and I, think, and I think one of the big obstacles for people is they don't want people they care about to, to feel bad, basically. Because yeah. if they set and enforce boundaries and consequences, other people are going to end up feeling bad. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The husband's going to be frustrated that his towel's still wet the and next morning. And, and
1: they see it usually as I'll be the cause of that.
0: Yes, yeah. right. That I think that's the very subtle but very important um, sort of logical error there. Right. Which is that if I do something and someone ends up being upset emotionally, I've done something wrong.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Which is really odd.
0: Uh, what do you mean odd? Like I, in some ways I think it's really natural. I think that's an easy, I mean, I do this, this happens, right? It must be my fault. Like Mm -hmm. I do something, someone else feels bad. It it, must be my fault.
1: That's definitely, uh, definitely, um, a more normal kind of, I guess, assumption to make. I think it's odd that we want to rescue people from bad emotional experiences. Oh, I think
0: it's, I think nothing could be more natural. Oh, like really? if you, yeah if you if like I don't know if my wife's I think, upset I, I don't think, want my wife to be upset I think
1: we're shifting that way I don't think it was always this way <laughs> Really I, I really do yeah I think more and more and more we're becoming more focused on how we feel and it's it's just crap hmm. Yeah interesting I mean, I, really... I meet more and more parents who don't want their children to ever face any kind of difficulty. I meet more people who are trying to rescue everybody from feeling down and feeling blue, or having to hurt, or having to struggle, or having to sacrifice. And those are like essential components and, and essential emotional experiences to have to build to build who you are. And if you're constantly being kind of coddled around those things it's awful I mean you see the yeah but it comes from a impact. good place
0: right Like no, nobody likes seeing their kids or their spouse suffer
1: I don't know if it comes from a good place or if it comes from a I can't tolerate my own emotional experience mm. I can't feel guilty I can't feel sad I can't feel responsible I can't feel I mean we're all just trying to avoid these emotional experiences yeah. that are essential and I that rob, of, rob us of true development and growth
0: so when I, when my daughter skins her knee trying to ride her new bike, mm-hmm. right, and she gets upset and wants to go inside and not keep riding, right, I see her really upset. It's I, it's not that she, I don't want her to suffer so much anymore. It's that I feel helpless. Right. Or guilty. And I don't want to or, feel that way. And I don't want to feel that yeah. way.
1: So let's just not make her, make her ride her bike. Let's yeah. just, we don't have to push her in that direction because I don't want to feel sorry for yeah, her. Yeah,
0: so it's, it's inherently kind of selfish or narcissistic. It totally is. I think that's really subtle, but I think it's that happens all the time. We think we're acting because of someone else, something someone else is going through, but really what we're doing is satisfying our own needs.
1: Yeah. I mean in in your your example, your client is making that trade of like, well, I want a clean looking house. So I'm gonna pick this towel, towel mm-hmm. up. And, and 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 so to avoid, you know, walking around and seeing this towel on the floor, she's gonna do that. And that's the trade she's making. Right. And and it's more about her emotional experience than it is about his at that point. Hmm. So, I, I think a lot of resentment is the product of your own creation in some ways. In some ways, I, I don't think in all every case, but I think a lot of the time it's it's our cognitive narrative that that kind of builds that resentment and not actually the whole entire context that we think it is. Yeah. But I can also understand that because. You know, if you've approached someone over and over with a problem and it's not getting solved, of course, you're going to build that resentment and anger. But to really take a good look at, like, why am I doing this? What Mm -hmm. am I getting out of the trade that I'm making? Um, And and how could I change that, you know, for your client to say, you know, I'm just going to leave it on the floor or I'm going to put it on his favorite chair or I'm going to do this or that so that he has to deal with it. Well, then that's going to require she experience a different emotion, Mm -hmm. which is when he finds it on his chair and goes, oh, crap and feels bad, she's gonna have to see that. And she's gonna have to feel a little guilty and go, oh yeah, I kinda did that. And
0: I think that this is a textbook example of the utility of therapy, of where mm. therapy can be helpful. Mm-hmm. Is help, it's when your the combination of emotions, behaviors, thoughts, beliefs, stories, everything seems simple, but is actually wildly complicated. Right. And it can be really useful to have a third party Who's trained to to see these things? Yeah, help you learn to see them yourself too. Well,
1: my client with that, um, this the, the intimacy issue being imbalanced. It was really interesting to talk to him about why are you continuing to do these things in hopes that it'll kind of promote more sexual contact. If in the last eight months this has never worked, why are you continuing to do it that mm-hmm. way? Um, but it was it was like the only thing he could think of that he had control over. Yeah. You know, and and to and to let go of that and realize, I'm kind of helpless in this situation. Would have
0: meant tolerating that. Helplessness. I have to
1: tolerate that and deal with that emotional experience. And I don't want to do that, so I'll continue to do this,
0: even though I know it's not
1: going to work. Even though I know it's not going to work, and I'm going to grow more and more angry mm. with it. You know, and, and so, and and I I'll tell clients, you know, I think I think anger and and resentment are 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 cancers in a relationship. You, you really want to get rid of them as fast as you can and handle them appropriately in a healthy way, but you don't want to build resentment. It, 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 it's one of those emotions that when it does finally spill over into other things, it, it's usually pretty destructive. It's not usually one of those things you move on from pretty easily. Hey, everyone. Nick and I really appreciate you listening to the podcast. Please rate us on iTunes if you get a chance, and if you have any feedback or comments for us, that would be great as well. And if you have any questions or topics you'd like us to cover in the podcast, let us know in the comment section as well. Thanks.